Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with indie webtoon comic creator and artist Shireen Morishita. As you may know her for <laughs> Love Love Fighting, School Memories, Catch Me, Fight Me, Love Me, Rescue Me, and so much more. And I'm so happy to have her on the show. Hey Shireen! Hi! <laughs> welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem at all. I'm super excited. Um, I said, mentioned this before we got on, but now I'm going to tell you because I didn't tell you the date. Um, I bought Love Love Fighting in 2016. And I feel like it might have been earlier because I, I see the Gumroad um, receipt there, but I have the physical book too. So I couldn't find that one. Um, but yeah, I've been a fan for so long. Like I've read Rescue Me on Webtoon. Like I'm a huge K-drama fan. And like, especially at that time, I was a huge K-drama fan. So like, Coming across your series at the time where I was like imagining myself with like Lee Min Ho and Gong Yu was so like, this is so amazing. Like I get to read about a black girl with a Korean guy and just like live out my fantasies through your books. <laughs> oh, that, that makes me so happy. I was like obsessed with K-dramas and, and variety shows too. So I'm glad to see that there are other fans out there who who felt that same way that I felt while I was like drawing that because I got a, a couple of, of bad reviews from it. Um, but I'm glad to see that that I was not alone. So thank you. <laughs> well, boot to those bad reviews. Yeah, no, you definitely were not alone. I was just like, oh man, like, yay. <laughs> But yeah, but before we get into more on your comics, I have to ask, what is your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? My first memory has to be when I I stayed home from school. I was 11 years old. I stayed home from school and I saw Sailor Moon playing on the television. Um, it was from the, the station what was it D-I-C or N-I-C I can't really remember but it was playing I was like oh my god this is amazing look at all the sparkles and I definitely did get in trouble because I got caught when I was like you should be at school why are you at home watching cartoons I'm like no the, the anime and the Sailor Moon oh my god so that was my first memory <laughs> that's so funny um wait so where where were you I was I was at home. I was like 11 years old. We recently moved to Ohio. And so I was upstairs in my mom's bedroom and my sisters were at school. My mom was at work because she was a single parent. So I just I turned on the TV because, you know, I was like, well, I guess I don't have to go to school today because, you know, it's the last day and they're going to send a report card. So I might as well just stay home. So I turned on the TV and then that's when I saw Sailor Moon. I was like, oh, this this song sounds nice. And then like the sparkles, it reminded me a lot of um, what's a, Rainbow Bright because I loved Rainbow Bright. And I was like, oh, this looks similar. And and but yeah, that's where I was. I was I was being kind of ditzy and, and, and I got caught at home watching Sailor Moon when I should have been at school. <laughs> That's such a Usagi slash Serena like moment. That's so funny. Um yeah, I was asking because like I was wondering like what channel, but I'm thinking I'm thinking you're thinking of Deep D I C um where you were watching it. But yeah, because I feel like no matter like what it depends on like what regions people were in, like what where channel they were watching it on. So, so I was curious. But yeah, that is hilarious. You're totally yeah having a Serena moment. Yeah, definitely. We didn't, um, the station I was watching on, I can't really remember what station it was called. We, we grew up poor. So the cable we had was the bootleg cable. 
I don't know how it happened, but the house we moved into, it, it had the cable already connected with it. So we were like, oh, oh no. So that's kind of how I was able to still see it. But it, 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 I, I have no clue what station it was on, but it was definitely, it's just the bootleg cable station. <laughs> that's all that matters is that you saw it and you got it. And it's funny, I've actually never thought of comparing it to Rainbow Bright, but they're so right. There are so many like similar visuals there. Yeah, definitely. I I loved Rainbow Bright not only because like I liked how um just how it was a, it was a girl who was the main lead and was like like fighting monsters and and she had a unicorn. I was like this is just this is like Lisa Frank just just live action in my face. And then it had like the uh, black girl with like the purple and I was like, "Oh my god." And then it had the girl with the gray hair and Storm and it's like, "Oh my god." So I it just yes, younger me was just screaming inside. I love this. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. Like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god." <laughs> but uh did you have any favorite episodes or moments that were especially like exciting for you? For me, my favorite episode was um, definitely uh, when Sailor Jupiter showed up. And um, one of my other favorite episodes was the one where Usagi was, what was it? She was trying to lose weight. And um, I don't know why at that age it like struck a chord with me. Cause I guess Usagi, she was trying to like dress up and be pretty and I felt very ugly. And it, I was kind of happy that it, you know, she just stayed who she was, um, you know, for that episode. But then also just when Sailor Jupiter, when she showed up on the screen, I really like connected with that character. Um, so that that was my those are my like two favorite ones. Oh, man, you must be reading my mind. That is my next question is who is your favorite Sailor Scout slash Senshi and why? So with Sailor Jupiter, she's my favorite because the character, when she first showed up, it seemed like a lot of people were like really scared of her because she seemed really intimidating and whatnot. And for me with, um, with my, um, with, I have like autistic tendencies. So when I'm not masking or when I'm not like purposely having to put a smile on my face or purposely having to like do my eyes a certain way or, or talk like a certain way, you know, like, a uh, 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 what is the word fluctuate my, my words, um, I usually have to like max so that people aren't afraid of me. And I remember there was a girl in my class when I was, I think in first grade or, or second grade. And she told me like, Shreen, you're really scary. And I was like, what do you mean? Why am I scary? So when I saw Sailor Jupiter and people were like really scared of her and whatnot, and I felt connected to her because she was like really nice. And it's like, I, I love Sailor Jupiter because she's nice, but she's scary, but she will fight. But she's also nice and fake stuff because I, I did get in a lot of fights when I was younger because, you know, I'm nice and I'm I'm shy, but, you know, don't don't pick on my friends because then there's going to be issues. But so I connect to Sailor Jupiter a lot. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many people mistake shy and nice for weak. And that is totally not the case at all. As we see with Sailor Jupiter, as we've seen with you and your history. <laughs> and I mean, me too. And so I love that. I love that so much. It's so true. Um, you mentioned Serena or Usagi too. Is she, would you say she's your second fave? Yeah, I like Usagi. She's like, she has to be like my second favorite just because I was called a crybaby a lot by my family when I, and I mean, they still call me that. So just her being emotional um, and being free with her emotions, because I also grew up where I was told, you know, don't show this, don't, I had to learn how to like, what was 
kind of acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. Not to say that, you know, crying is unacceptable, but I noticed like if I have a full meltdown, people don't really like that. If I'm crying, people don't really like that. So being able to see Usagi's character and how she was just able to still, you know, cry and show her emotions and scream if she's scared, being being able to just be free to be a human, that really connected with me too. And that's why, that's definitely why she's another one of my favorite characters because, you know, she felt, she just, it just, she, she showed her, her humanness. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, she definitely like shared or showed that it's okay to like express all your emotions at all times because she doesn't like change that throughout the series. Like she gets more mature and she gets like maybe a little less afraid, but she's always like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm going to cry about this like grade I got, like. And then the show never says like there's anything wrong with that necessarily. Like people will be like, "Oh my god, please stop crying!" But it, she's it's also like, "Well, I, this is how I feel. Like there's nothing wrong with that either." Yes, definitely. And seeing someone being able to be like themselves authentically, and being able to have friends and family that didn't like shun them or didn't like make them feel bad for having those feelings it was nice to see because you know growing up you you don't really you get a lot of people who are like oh my god you're crying again as opposed to someone who's like no I she's crying that's how she's processing her emotions let her let her cry you know and that's just I that's my I enjoy <laughs> characters that cry like with Zenetsu on Demon Slayer I know a lot of people don't like him because he's like always like ah but I love him I'm like yes you show your emotions and you'll be a free person yes <laughs> yeah I totally feel that he is he is funny um for that and especially in a uh, Midoriya and uh My Hero Academia also another crybaby who I'm, I'm loving right now and yeah, I feel like it's such a good uh, trope that we're getting, or I don't even know if it's a trope, just like a, a type of character we're getting where it's like, yeah, show your emotions. Like, it's okay to cry. Like, it's okay to say you're afraid. Like, it's a scary thing. Which kind of brings me, I guess, to your work. Um, because like, I feel like your characters kind of show that same kind of like depth of emotions and like, you know, putting their emotions out there and be like, yeah, I'm sad right now or I'm scared. Um, is that something you intentionally did and then also um what made you get into comic books in the first place yeah definitely for my characters i i definitely since i was going through a lot when i first started love love fighting um i just gave birth to like my twins and then like a year later i gave birth to my little girl so i had like a lot of body issues that i was dealing with on top of i was dealing with really bad postpartum depression the doctor was like yeah you're at an 11 so I'm like oh wow that that's that's a pretty high number so I was dealing with like a lot of emotional turmoil and the kind of crowd that I was around or the people I didn't really have a lot of people who I could well with our culture a lot with my culture I guess I should say I, can't, I don't want to put my culture on other people but with like the er people I grew up around we weren't really the type to where you show if you're sad, if you're sad, then that means you're doing something wrong. <laughs> if you're sad, then that means you need to be thinking of something positive. You're forcing yourself to be sad. Like I didn't really have a positive outlet to where I could just feel my emotions and not feel like I am doing something wrong or not feel that, you know, I feel that shame of how dare you cry or what are you doing crying? Oh my God. So that, that's kind of what led me to create my comic, Love, Love, Fighting, 
and pour out all of my emotions into that comic by having a character express all those emotions in like a free non-judgmental way and so I, I it, it it was definitely intentional I'm not really sure how how other people might have perceived it but my I tried my best to kind of like get my emotions down down on paper and like to try to connect with someone else because I felt so alone and just it was just dark <laughs> so and that's why the love love fighting is it's a very dark not dark story but it's a very heavy emotional story because I'm like I'm trying to communicate and that's uh, also leads into why I got into comics is because I struggle so much with my words and I struggle so much with um trying to articulate myself in a way to where people will understand me <laughs> and I also have trouble understanding other people so um, with comics seeing the pictures and seeing like the character's eyes look sad and then you see like the inner dialogue where it's like I'm sad it's like oh that's what sadness looks like or seeing characters who are mad and then they're showing like I'm mad and this is why it helps me to understand like people or the human nature a lot better and also it helps me to get other people to understand how I'm feeling because a lot of times with my face it, you won't really know unless I have to purposely put on a display to show how I'm feeling and other times it's like certain feelings might be showing it's like well some people might see my blank face and think I'm mad or sad about something it's like no I'm just I'm unmasked I'm, I'm neutral I'm, I'm good so <laughs> drawing comics helped me to be able to connect and communicate with other people in a way that I'm I'm currently struggling with to do in, in real life. <laughs> that makes so much sense. I never thought of that because like you do get a lot of like context and like, you know, facial expressions are like very much like are very important in a comic book. And I can see how that could be a tool to kind of see like, oh, that's how that looks or that's how that feeling is like shown. And I'm happy that I was able to help you in, in your and, you know, unmasking and stuff. So, yay. <laughs> um well well i guess we haven't talked about love love fighting um what was the inspiration behind some of your other comics because you have quite a few yeah with um so my inspiration with love love fighting on top of like the emotions i was feeling and struggling with and um stuff that was going on with my life um the happy side of love love fighting came from i was watching a korean variety show it's really old so i'm probably dating myself but it was called real romance love letter and it had hongbo and it had tvxq on it and a lot of like other like k-pop bands on it and i saw it and i was like i love this because they're like competing for each other's like affection and whatnot it, I just, ah, I, I, I loved it. So that's kind of where, um, that's where, uh, love, love fighting, like the, the premise of it came from now, um, with catch me, find me, love me. I wanted to do something more fluffier and happier because, you know, I was, I'm, I'm in a better headspace right now. So I'm like, I want to kind of push out. I want to do something fluffy and happy. So this, the still it's the, we got married and the real romance love letter, the variety shows in, um, running man, all those Korean variety shows, they, those still uh, influence the premise of Catch Me, Fight Me, Love Me. And I'm like, we'll just take these OCs of Love, Love, Fighting and put them in a little different situation. And with this one, I wanted to kind of shine a light on um, what I was also dealing with, the new little hurdle I was dealing with, which was my anxiety and my like um, defense mechanism, which you see in Jaehan, where he's like, I don't care, I'm fine. 
and he, he it's not he's not fine he does care but he's like has like a defense and we see with oriana she's like like oh, i think you do care she's becomes his safe space so i kind of just wanted to, that's where the inspiration of that one came from oh man i love that i actually just looked it up um i'd heard about catch me fight me and i knew it was like the same ocs but i didn't know what the story was until just now so i'm really excited and i just see that the paperback is available on amazon I'm about to buy that. <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, thank you for that. And I also realized that like you um, share like tutorials and advice. Uh, I thought that was really cool too. Cause I feel like there's so much mystery behind, at least for me, like how to make a webtoon and like formatting and stuff. So what made you start doing that? For um, sharing tips, I was trying to, I, I wanted to start a YouTube channel and um, since I work from home and I I wanted to bring in some kind of income for my family, I'm like, oh, well, people are making money with their YouTube channel. So let me go ahead and try to do a YouTube channel. But I'm not very good with the vlogging. I'm not very good with the speed paints of creating illustrations because I'm like, I don't know what to draw. And then <laughs> so what the last thing that um, I saw was, well, people share tips about how to do stuff. And I'm like, well... I don't know if anyone wants to know how to do a, a webtoon or see how to do a comic, but I went ahead and I, I just shared my process anyways on what I what I do. I, I did some keyword researching and whatnot, and I saw that oh, there, there are a few people who are searching for this and who are interested. So I'm like, why not share it? So that that's kind of I that's kind of what led me to to sharing it because I I was I was looking I guess for something to do and and. I knew how to do this, so I was like, well, let me help those people who might not have the resources because it, with, um, when it comes to, like, learning different things with art, I guess you could say, or with comics in general, you're right. There's not a lot of information out there, I suppose. Um, how, how, how should I word there? Yeah, there's not, it's, it's mystified. Yes. It's like very like mystical. Like, how are they doing this? So you don't really get to see like the mangakas working on their comics. You don't really get to see like, even like the, uh, American comic artists working on their comics. So I was like, let's just show a behind the scene just to do something different. And that's all that I know to do. So I was like, let me just do that. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. I love that. You're like, how can I do something that's kind of helpful, but also can like make me some money. <laughs> and I think it's, it, hopefully it's working out. It seems like it's working. I know I've watched a few and I'm just like, maybe I could do a webtoon. So it makes me feel at least a little bit better about, and uh, a little more knowledgeable about the process where it, you know, it shows me that, you know, how much work it is, but also just like, it feels a little more accessible now, which I appreciate. Oh, definitely. And that's also another thing that, um, as I kept sharing, uh, tips and tricks and, and just not even tips and tricks, just sharing my own process. Um, I started realizing cause I started getting more comments where people were like, Oh, I didn't realize I can draw it that way. Or, Oh, I didn't realize I was allowed to do that. And I'm like, art's freedom. You can do what you want to do. Who's going to stop you? Like I started like it, it's, I wanted to share how freeing art can be. And I know, um, a lot of people are more so very traditional in their format to where they're like, no, you have to master this. You must learn this. You must do this before that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go over here. I'm not going to do any of that. 
because I'm having fun just doing it like this. And that's totally okay because for me, art is freedom. And that's something that I learned from like one of the art teachers that I had that she's, I love her to death because she's the one that kind of helped me get back into art because I hated art. I hated all things art. I swore it off after a lot of bad, um, <laughs> a lot of bad uh, interactions I had with, with art teachers. But there was one that kind of brought me back to art and she was like, no, do whatever you want. Art is freedom. There is no wrong way to do art. You can do, you create however you want to create. And I kind of took that to heart and that's what I wanted to share with other people. And I, I do get a lot of comments or people like, no, you shouldn't be using 3D models. No, you shouldn't be drawn like this. You need to learn how to use the fundamentals first or you're going to become dependent on it. It's going to become a crutch and you'll never learn how to draw anything. And I'm like, I, my goal is not to learn. <laughs> my goal is not to become a master at art. My goal is just to create something from nothing. And I'm okay if I don't know how to draw something off the top of my head. Not saying that that's going to lead to that, but I'm okay. I don't care. I, I, I want to tell my story. I want to make my book. So thank you for sharing that with me. But it's like, that's for you. This is for me. And I want to share that there are other options for those people who are like, well, I don't want to really learn how to do art. I just want to use this to create a comic. I'm like, here, here's how I do that. I got the perfect thing for you if you want to, you know. So that that's also another reason why I share my process. But I know not everyone agrees. And that, that's okay. You know, there's always going to be haters. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, I, I saw the models one and it, it like same thing. Like it made me, I was like, whoa, I never thought of that. And it made me feel like, oh, maybe I could, it's like, I do want to create comics or like publish comics at some point or, or publish like a bunch of stories that I have in my head. And, you know, I, and then for other people, I'm sure where you don't always have the money to hire an artist to, you know, cause I can't draw for anything, but I was like, okay, maybe between like models and like, um, I forgot what they're called, but the, like, I think they're presets or like, the, oh, the brushes. I'm like, hey, between the model, like using 3D models and the brushes and like, I have like, I'm not a horrible artist, but like, I'm not great. And so I'm like, I could probably like do something that would at least look like recognizable as something. And so I appreciated it because it at least made me feel a little bit even more better about uh, being able to bring something to life where like, instead of, you know, having to try and figure out how to draw for the next five years to a point where I think it looks good enough where I could publish it or to like save up for like however many years to hire somebody which is not always accessible for everyone so yes I, I appreciate it if, if no one else I will <laughs> I appreciate you saying that because I've been getting there's been some comments that I've been getting where people are saying that I'm disrespecting art or that I'm not a good artist or that people should have listened to what I'm saying and it's like you don't I'm at the I'm at the mindset to where it's like I'm not going to say you must do this or you must do that or this is the only way you can do this or this is the only way you can do that. And for me in my in my brain I'm like I don't see any good art or bad art. If you created something and you are happy, I think that's good. If you created something and you are not you're not happy with it, I mean I still think it's good cuz you created something out of nothing, but again that's that's kind of like my mindset, but um I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that because I really want it to be because art is it's just art so open it's so free and I want to create an environment to where all are accepted and just 
and you can just create how you want to create. Your art doesn't have to look like how other comic artists stuff looks in order for you to publish it. Like, yes, I will share all the resources. I would love to see your comic when you make it. I'll share whatever, all the knowledge that I have. Because you can definitely, shoot, you could publish a book by, by next year. You know, you just upload PDF files on Ingram Spark, and you can get your book in Barnes Nobles and Target or get it in libraries. Like... I have no problem sharing all of my knowledge because I'm like, I want people to create because I know what it feels like to not be able to create and you feel like trapped inside to where you want to communicate, you want to do this thing, but you're just bound and you can't because you're trying to fit into someone's, you know, triangle and it's like, I'm not a triangle, I'm a square. So yes, I'm happy, happy to share. So yes, I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> No problem at all. I'm happy that made you happy. Yeah, because like gatekeepers are the worst. And I'm all for just like you said, like open freeness, like, especially like, I love what you said, like, your goal isn't to be like, the best artist in the world, your goal is to get your ideas and your stories out there. And if like, this helps you do that, then there's no problem with that. And it's like, and if you decide to change that later on, then that's fine. If you don't decide to change that, then that's also fine and yeah I don't I don't get gatekeepers it's just really annoying and it's like just let people do what they want and like it'll be fine like there'll still be artists who you know whatever work with the fundamentals or like you know go the more traditional route and there'll be artists who don't do the non-traditional route and you know I think the world will be better for it because <laughs> that leads to like innovation and like more stories like there's so many like comics I actually, I read this webcomic. It's one of my favorites. It's called Webcomic Name. And she literally, or the artist, I don't know if it's a she, but they literally draw um, blobs, but the writing is so good. And I'm like, this is great. And like, if that person like waited till like they were an amazing artist or whatever, I would have never got that comic. And it's it's one of my favorites. Yes, definitely. I And I... I... Had I not like started Love Love Fighting and had I waited till like 2021, because I started Love Love Fighting back in I think like 2012, like had I waited all the way to this point, there would be no Catch Me, Fight Me, Love Me. <laughs> and with art, it's interesting because for me, I struggled with chasing the illusion of perfection. I'm like, oh, well, if I get it to look like this, if I get it to look like that, and it's like, I could just draw it now. <laughs> and it'll eventually end up looking like that later. And if I want this specific piece to look a certain way, I could just go back and redraw it. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I just, I want to draw my story idea. I want to get it out now, right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's how I felt. So even with this podcast, I was like, okay, like I need to set a launch date. Last year, I set it for March 2020. And I was like, you know, it's not going to be the best. It's not going to be the great, like, you know, whatever. But like slowly but surely, like I'll get better and things will adjust and I'll be able to like put money into like this little project I want to do or like, you know, it'll just it'll grow and it'll get better. And over time, naturally, like you're never going to start off with the best version of whatever you make. So you might as well just start because it's never going to be the best version you can ever make. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about some more fun things doing that, just like gatekeepers and stuff. Um, you mentioned like the variety shows, but I'm curious, are there any, uh, I guess like fiction K-dramas you like? Oh, there is. 
uh, my lovely Kim Sung Soon. Oh my oh god, my I love that drama. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me calm down. I love that drama so much because she was uh well she was considered like plus size in Korea and but she was like the main love interest. She didn't have to lose no weight. Not to say that it's bad to lose weight, but I'm glad to see more stories to where like it's just her accepted as she is in the state that she is right now. And she was she was she had like spunk to her. She was she was gonna fight and she was just I just and she had personality. I just oh my god, that was yes, that was my favorite one. And then um your what was it called? I can't remember what it's called, but the guy he was he he couldn't um I you know, I me explain it's not gonna make sense. So I'm just gonna say that one. <laughs> I love <laughs> lovely Kim Sung Soon. I loved it. Okay, maybe if you remember it later, let me know. But yeah, my lovely Kim Sam Soon is one of my favorites too. I love them so much. I love Bin. I love the actress who's in it, who I can't remember her name right now. She was also in I Do I Do. And yeah, like I said, like I love that she's like, you know, plus size for Korean standards and also like it was just so funny. Like <laughs> That show is hilarious, and I loved it so much. And it made me just want desserts all the time. Yes, and I remember the other one. It had a rain in it, and I think it was called One House or, or My House, something like that, to where um, the main character, her friend, sold her house in, to the uh, K-pop star Rain. And Rain, he was very mean. He was very mean to the main girl, but I liked how she was, like, kind of, like, not putting up with it and kind of, like, giving him the same energy back and it was kind of like enemies to lover kind of trope but yeah yeah oh i can't see the the it yes the house something house i loved it that was also my second uh favorite k-drama i just dropped in the chat for anyone listening it's full house yes it was so good i loved it so much that was also a great one um yeah rain the og he has some great dramas yeah i love i love that one too and then I think the last K-drama that I really liked, I mean, there's lots, but I'm just going to list three because <laughs> three is a good number. But the other one was, um, I know it would start off as a Japanese manga, but uh, Boys Over Flowers with um, Kim Kim Jong-hyung in it. I, I'm not saying this name right. I'm sorry. But I love that one because also she was like kind of spunky too. And it was like an enemies to lover. And it's just like, I, I like, I like this drama. I like, and oh, and there was another one that had, um, I can't remember what his name is. Can't remember what the, what the drama was but the girl was an older older person and the love interest was a younger guy and i'm like i'm i I like the energy of this one because also you know they make it seem like you know she's older so she's unappealing but he still liked her and he was like chasing after her so i loved like the stories where like the guy falls first and i i just love k-dramas my goodness me too i'm actually i'm trying to figure out what which one you're talking about i don't know i gotta i gotta think about that but yeah, Boys Over Flowers was my my initiation into the K-drama world. Um, that's what started off my addiction for a little bit, <laughs> which made me like really happy later on about your work. Um, but yeah, Boys Over Flowers is amazing. It's it's definitely a great starter K-drama. Um, and it's still like I rewatched it one time and I was like, oh, this show is still addicting. Like I wanted to rewatch it all over again. Um, but if you ever hear, think about, if you remember the other one, let me know. Was it around the same era? Yeah, it had, um, it was around the same, it was kind of around the same era. It, one of the guys in, uh, Boys Over Flower actually played on, 
on this the other drama he had like a very like young looking face i just i for the life of me i cannot remember what the drama is but yeah if i remember it i'll, I'll definitely leave it in the chat but it was the I, I like the k dramas when the girl is older than the guy and i just golly i cannot remember it <laughs> that is perfectly fine was it kim bum who you're thinking about because i think he had like a youngish face Yes. Okay. Yes, all right. Him. So I'm yes. all, I'm, I'm I'm going through his uh discography right now. I'm trying to think who which one it could be. I see Dream. I see the woman who still wants to marry, which I feel like might be it. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was the one. That was the one because I was like, oh my gosh. I yes. Let me calm down. Yes. That was the that was the one I liked. <laughs> no need to calm down. I completely get it. Once you mentioned my Lee Samson, I was just I was over here like super hyped. Like I was on mute, but I was so excited because it's. It's one of my favorites, and it doesn't get mentioned a lot. And I was just like so excited because I love that show so much. It's so good. Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely K dramas are like it's it's so interesting. My sisters they loved Oprah, they loved the Maury show, they loved Passions, they loved uh, Days of Our Lives. I could never get into those those dramas to a certain degree because I would get mad because I'm like. It just, I would get mad at how the characters were, and not to say that all, you know, soap operas are, are like that, but just the ones my sisters watch, I'm like, I don't understand how you guys can watch these soap operas. I don't get it. But then when I started watching Korean dramas, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so I, they are addicting. So addicting. So addicting. Yeah, I had a, a summer where I watched General Hospital, and it was, I, I got addicted for a bit, but yeah, not like with K-dramas, for sure. <laughs> um... And then on the anime side, do you have any favorite uh, other anime you like besides Sailor Moon, of course? Well, um, let me see. I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Toilet Bound Han Hanoko-kun. I love that one. Of course, I love Kami-sama Kiss. Um, and of course, you know, Inuyasha has a special place in my heart, even though the, the relationships in there kind of frustrate me. So I'm not going to get into it, but I, that does have a special place in my heart because it's like time travel and whatnot. And I definitely want to do a story about that. Not like, you know, like the official time travel, but just, you know, like a fantasy kind of fun kind of thing. And then, um, another anime that I love, um, was, oh, what's it called? My brain is going blank. Stop it. Um what was it called i can't remember what the other i've i've watched so many and now my brain it's it's going blank and it's like i don't know i don't know what the because I, I haven't watched many recently since i've been working on comics but but yeah totally bound hanoko kun oh monthly girl nozaki kun month show oh monthly girl shoujo nozaki kun i love that anime so much the comedy and just I, I and then they he draws manga and it's like I watch it whenever I'm feeling like I need to be working on something I should be working on a manga so I watch that and it's like yeah draw Nozaki Kun and it's like now nah, I want to draw so yes that's also that's one of my favorites. Your excitement is amazing and I love it so much. Um, you gave me like I don't think I've watched any of those. So I'm like I, well, except for Inuyasha of course, and I'm like I need to add all of these on my to watch list because your excitement just makes me want to watch them <laughs> but that is so cool i love it i love it i love it um and then i actually even i must ask you this earlier if oriana and jehua were sailor moon or sailor senshi who would they be or which ones would they be Oh, that one's a hard one because they're both very chaotic so if i were to choose the original like their personalities in love love fighting I'd say that uh, Jae Hwan would definitely be, well, 
okay, they wouldn't really be the Sailor Senshis. They'd be like the villains, but the villains that are good. So Molly and um, I can't remember the other. A Melvin? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Molly and, and, and yes, yes. They will be those two. Um, Just instead of like, yeah, no, yes. So the original characters of Jaehwan and Oriana, they will be Molly. And then um, for Catch Me, Find Me, Love Me, they're so chaotic. They're like, <laughs> they're so chaotic. They're like the good gray characters, which they will, they do nice things. But if they have a chance to pick on someone, they will. So I <laughs> I don't know which Sailor Scout they will be because they're, they're, they'd be one of the villains. They'd be like, they'd be one of the villains, but the good villains. <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying to think. I gotta, I gotta read it and get back. But I'm thinking like, uh, like the Catsy and Prisma, like those maybe. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Cause they're just, cause <laughs> I like the kind of characters who it's like, with so with Oriana and love and Catch Me, Find Me, Love Me. Her cousin is like, you, you're single by choice. You're not really single because you want to be single. And Oriana's like, you know, that's not true. You know, I am single by choice. And her cousin's like, okay, then go ask that guy for his number. And the guy who her cousin points to is actually Jaehwan. And Oriana's going to, you know, let her little cousin know, like, you know, this isn't really a fair challenge because I actually work with him. But before Oriana can let her cousin know that, um, you know, Oriana asked her cousin, do you watch my shows? And her cousin's like, I don't watch your stupid stuff. So Oriana's like, oh, okay, then bet. I'll take the bet. And Oriana goes, she, she scams her cousin. And Jaehwan is like, well, you know, I'll jump in on this scam, but you need to tell me why you're not interested in relationships. So like Jaehwan's like, kind of like the tag team, like, yeah, I'll go ahead and scam your little cousin, but tell me what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I guess so I'm feeling like a sailor... Uranus a little bit and also maybe Saya. I don't know if you ever got to watch stars but they're also very like they'll like mess with you or like be a little flirty but also like okay but why like I'm gonna help you out but why yeah definitely it's like it's like you you gotta give me a good enough reason reason why I'm, I'm doing this because I could be doing other things but yeah definitely yeah I love that well thank you for indulging me on that um and then what advice do you have for someone who wants to create a webtoon or self-publish a whole book, comic book, manga, story? <laughs> what advice would you have for them? So my first piece of advice, if like, I guess if I was talking to like a younger me, I'd say draw what makes you happy. Draw in a way that makes you happy. And just know there's not one way to create something. As long as you're not breaking copyright laws, you know? then do you be be free and create how you want to create because there's an audience for everything even if your art might not look like someone else's art who might be getting like a lot of recognition that's okay if there is an audience for wonder bread and great value bread there is an audience for your 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 bread comic if that makes sense i'm not i see i'm not good with my words but yes that's that's one piece of advice i will give to someone who wants to break into comics or someone who just wants to create their own comic, you do it. You you create your comic and there's an audience for that. And I guess the second piece of advice, if you are having getting discouraged because you're not able to get a company to pick up your work, there's there's lots of other options that are available to you to where you do not need, you know, someone telling you, well, you know, you don't need someone's approval to be able to get your work published. You can use uh, free print-on-demand sites like Ingram Spark and get your stuff, upload your PDF onto their platform, 
and get your stuff in the Barnes Nobles, get your books in the Target, Walmart, get your books in the libraries. They have a very big book distribution and you can have your books sitting right next to the traditional published books and no one will be the wiser, you know? And also, if you don't want to really want to go through Ingram Spark, you need more of a budget friendly option because with Ingram Spark, they usually have like a sign on a title fee. Um, you can use Amazon KDP and you can upload your books through them and get your books on Amazon's website as well. Um, so yeah, there's, you don't, you don't really need <laughs> anybody to be able to publish your stuff and still get your books next to those who are traditionally published. All you need is yourself to, to believe in yourself and have fun and, and be happy and do what you love to do and just, and believe in yourself. There is an audience for your work. If there's audience for bread, there's audience for your comics. Yes, absolutely. The audience is always there. And you make so much sense. Because even like my brother will always say like, there's literally a show, a cartoon about a sponge that is like one of the most popular shows right now. So whatever you want to make, make it because SpongeBob exists. <laughs> and then uh, just like Sailor Moon had her, Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Shireen says, Let's see. Sailor Shireen says, if it doesn't make me happy, I'm not doing it. So do what makes you happy. Just don't don't break any laws. Love you. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Do what makes you happy. Always and forever. Absolutely. So true. So true. So true. Listen to Sailor Shireen, y'all. Um, and then what is next for you and where can people find you? The next thing for me is I'm finishing up my comic Whisper of Cinnamon about a girl who is self-conscious about her voice and a guy who loves her voice. I have recently been, you know, struggling with writer's block. So I'm finally coming over that with Whisper of Cinnamon. So I plan on, um, that's the next short story that I'm going to be releasing. And, um, you can find me at s-morshitastudio.com. You can also find me on s-morshitastudio YouTube channel. I'm also on Instagram which is also S. Morshita Studio, <laughs> and also on Twitter, which is S. Morshita on Twitter. So yeah, that, no, Shireen, Shireen M. on Twitter. So yeah, that that's where I'm at, and that, that's what I'm doing. Love it. Can't wait for that new story. I'll, I'll read um, your latest in the meantime. Catch me, fight me, love me. Um, and links for everything will also be in the show notes for everyone who missed anything that's linked to the light all of Shireen's books and all of her socials. So just like check our show notes if you want to follow her or buy some books. Um, and then once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. And you can find us at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. You can also find me at Miss Old School. That's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on TikTok at Sailor Victoria. And we have merch at Mooney'sClub.com if you want to check that out. Uh, and if you can, we'd love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's about it. And thanks, Shireen, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. <laughs> Same. And thanks, Moonies, for listening. Bye.